This is the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I am Justin Oswald. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin Oswald underscore proceed with caution. With me is Brad Livingston. What's up, guys? It's uh, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another TC weekly follow-up podcast. Yes. And so, uh, man, Sunday we got to kick off our brand new series, which I'm always excited. I love the Real Talk series, man. We've done it. This is our second year doing it. And I just love the Real Talk uh, series. It's such a cool environment. And, uh, man, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was good stuff. Coming back off of, uh, you know, first week back at church from Easter, we didn't have the horns. Didn't have, <laughs> didn't have the horns this we Sunday. didn't have the horns. Uh, disappointed. But Justin Jesus, was disappointed. Jesus still moved. D- the Holy Jesus Spirit moved. was still in the house, Jesus was even though there. we didn't have brass. Yeah, um, unfortunately. But, yeah, man, it was a good uh, good kickoff to a new series. Um, so the Real Talk series, man, we get a little edgy, um, you know, and, and we kind of just get down to some real topics. We, You know, the way, the way we explain it is real questions, real issues, real answers, real talk, you know. So, um, you know, we were able to deal um, Sunday with our first, you know, the first sermon in the Real Talk series. Um, which I, I think our people are getting adjusted to looking forward to some of this. And, you know, for us at TC, we, it's such a, you know, Sundays is a large cast net mentality. You know, I mean, we're, we're trying to throw as big of a net as possible to reach as many people as possible. Sundays for us is evangelistic. Not good. Every church isn't that way. You know what I mean? It, but that's what it is for us. So, um, you know, so it's a uh, it, we we always are approaching different series and different topics uh, in certain ways so that we can throw as big a net as possible. Um, the real talk kind of gives us the ability to preach a little bit, um, be a little edgy, um, while at the same time dealing with real issues. So I think it, it kind of it's it's a way that we get to really mature our people while at the same time throwing a big net, which is it's awesome. Important, yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I really liked it. I think that it was a lot of good feedback Sunday, just talking with people, you know, after each service and, you know, mingling around and all that. It was really good. It was, it was, it was good stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard our nine o'clock service be as offended at one thing, the donuts, the donuts as I, like I heard audible like grunts towards me. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it or you weren't watching it live or you weren't here Sunday, um, We'll get into we'll get into kind of the point, but um, I literally threw donuts out the door, out the back door, out into some bushes. Fancy donuts, good donuts. Maynard's yeah. donuts. Shout out to Maynard's Donuts uh, here in Pensacola because they hook us up every Sunday. We we do donuts for our dream team. If you're not serving on the dream team, you're missing the party every Sunday. But we bring in donuts, and and they always have. I mean, they obviously they're getting there early. If we're bringing in donuts before the eight o'clock, you know, prep. That means they're getting there early. So shout out to you guys, man. They make some great stuff. But we brought in some customs. Yeah, and here's the thing. Oh. Krispy Kreme is good. Krispy Kreme is amazing. Yes. Especially when that hot sign is on. Oh, come on, somebody. Because really, you don't even have to chew. <laughs> right. They disappear in your mouth. You almost don't have to bite. Yeah, you, yeah. So they're good. But being that we are a local church... We like to support local businesses and Maynard's really takes care of us on Sundays um, and they have John 316 printed on their box. So I can assume through deductive reasoning that they are believers Yes, or at least the owner is. Yeah. Danny's a good dude, man. We've uh, taken, you know, obviously we've, we've 
do a fair amount of business with them and they're just men's a great company great people to work with yeah, and see them yeah so go if you guys them. if you guys are looking for a donut fritters any of that stuff man go see them they're awesome but all that to say um so we brought in some donuts um a cocoa pebbles <laughs> donut um yeah, that, good one. yeah a cream puff donut and the that. one that was probably the most offensive uh which was the maple the, bacon the bacon Maple bacon on a donut. I have not had that donut. It's personally. It, yeah, it'll change your life. I mean, bacon's good. Yeah, I, I had some today. Yeah, <laughs> maple bacon. But I haven't had bacon on a donut. So it's worth it. Salty, sweet, heavenly goodness. But anyways, and you we'll, threw them out the door. Threw them out the door. Yeah, yeah. Threw them out. And in the nine o'clock service, there was this audible. <gasps> And then I could just hear the the disgruntlement <laughs> across the congregation. So, um, well, and maybe we'll talk about it when we get into this on the the analogy that the donuts were. Yeah, because that's important to know. Um, yeah. Other than you just we weren't just randomly throwing, throwing donuts. donuts out the door. <laughs> um, you know, but but it was it was good. Yes, the nine o'clock was. Uh, I think it's still a little early for some. Yeah, they wanted those donuts. Probably a little hungry. Yeah, they wanted those donuts. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. You know, so. Uh, they thought I was going to give them away. Wrong again. Wrong. Yeah. So, uh, now let's get into it, uh, J.O. Let's get into what we uh, talked about on Sunday. Um, and so, Sunday, real talk, we talked about resilience is greater than defeat. Resilience is greater than defeat. Um, you know, and, and one of the, the kind of the anthems that's been running through our church uh, throughout 2018 is just this idea of victorious living um, and destroying a victim mentality. Um, that's kind of both intentionally and unintentionally become a theme for us this year. Um, and so, man, we just we we really focus on resilience, which is bouncing back. Um, actually we, we put the definition in the notes. It's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Um, or another definition is toughness, you know, so, um, having the ability to bounce back and recover quickly from difficulties rather than just accepting your defeat. And that was really the help, what we pinned on a Sunday. Yeah. Because obviously difficulties are going to come like this life we live as Christians is not, um, you know, daisies and, and donuts yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey see, see what i did there <laughs> um it's not all daisies and donuts um it can be it can be tough at times you know so it, the the idea of the resilience is uh is is quite important for people to grasp their grasp you know the, the concept of that what happens when things go bad yeah particularly did, did you listen to carry out newhoff at all this morning not yet okay no. so um one of the things they talked about too is particularly with the younger generation so like Gen Y, Gen Z, millennials, like this. And so there's this trickle down thing that's going on because we're talking about a, a group of people, you know, who got a, a pat on the back for putting the fork in the dishwasher. You know, like the, this is the generation that got participation trophies. Are, so, are you saying, <laughs> are you saying that the, the generation known as millennials that is labeled entitled? 
Yes. Are the same ones that their parents gave eighth place trophies to. Yes, correct. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it's okay. millennials. We'll first of all, on. shout out to you. We love you. We are them. Uh, yeah. We are part of the millennial generation. Yes, um, Lord. And a large portion of the reason as to why we are the way we are is because our parents made us this way. Um, so if you if you're if you're old Jesus. if you're in the generation above millennials and you look at us and you go oh you entitled bunch of brats you guys are lazy congratulations a lot of it's your fault hey, not to get off this, <laughs> this is my I love this subject I love this I love the generation thing because I think it's it's so great but uh listening to Gary V the other day Gary Vaynerchuk which I cannot endorse on this podcast no uh, we're uh, not endorsing on this podcast uh, because of his language um he, he's a he's he's a he's Jewish he's not a believer he's not a Christian um and you can tell in his language so I can't endorse that podcast live right now although I was listening to him the other day and uh he was brought that up and he said it's funny because he's not a millennial you know he's in right, his, he's, older. he's in his 40s and he talked he brings this up because he's got a lot of young people work for him and he said you know that the idea that they're labeled lazy and entitled is is crazy he said like he said how many people my age like you didn't know lazy and entitled people when you like your age like everyone you knew was a hard worker like right. no i i got lazy people in my family right you know like no yeah that are 50 oh, oh yeah yeah Easy. exactly so so the idea it's it's nonsense. Yeah. And we're going to, as a matter of fact, one of the uh, two, we're dealing with generational differences in two of the Real Talk sermons throughout the eight weeks. So yeah, that's going to be good. Um, that's going to be good stuff. We're excited about that. So I don't want to, I don't want to put too much content out there because we're going to have so much to talk about then. But when we were talking about resilience, one of the things that I was thinking about when we were talking about different generations is that the millennial generation does not bounce back as quickly from difficulties because of their entitlement because many of them are lazy. It's not a lazy generation. There's some hardworking cats out there. We're both, I mean, me, Justin and I both uh, were very successful in different areas of life before, um, you know, before we even hit 23, 24, 25. I mean, we, we were, um, you know, all, obviously by the grace of God, but also through hard work and, and a desire to, to be successful, we were able to do those things. So certainly this is not a universal statement. However, there is a large majority of people, take millennials out of the equation, there's a large majority of people who do not know how to bounce back. They don't know what it means to be resilient because they never had to see it because their parents coddled them too much. And parents, if you have a 14, 15, 16 year old and you do not let them fall down and scrape their knee, bump their head, break their arm, climb a tree, whatever, like let the kids learn a few things because they're gonna have to learn how to bounce back both in life and spiritually. And there's actually a term for it. You know, when you study the generational differences, like I do quite often, um, it's called helicopter parents. Yeah. They hover. The hover parents. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they hover. And and they get that because so many of like the millennials like me and you, our parents, they, you know, the, the like the baby boomers, um, they grew up in a place where the they their, their dad was gone, like always worked or whatever. Right. Um, so they were trying to give their kids something they didn't have is kind of what, what spawned a lot of it. But in turn, it turned us all into getting, like you yeah. said, a pat on the back for putting the fork in the sink or the dishwasher. Yeah, exactly. Participation trophies, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. It's nonsense. Yeah. You need to check out, you need to check out Carrie Newhoff from this morning. Uh, but not only that, 
Um, which shout out to Carrie Newhoff podcast. If you guys don't listen to it and you're a leader in any area of life spiritually or in the workplace, you need to check out the Carrie yeah. Newhoff podcast. Best, best podcast out. Right uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, check that out because it was it was awesome. They covered a lot of that. And when we get to the generational weeks, man, we're really going to go in on that. So because um, they, they were talking about a few things today that I just thought was super enlightening. But all that to say, when it comes to resilience, we have breed. We have breed, bread, bread, not breeded. Breaded. We have bread, <laughs> breaded chicken. I'll, no, uh, uh, we have bred a generation um, of people in multiple generations, actually, who do not know what it means to be resilient because they do not know what it means to work hard, fight hard, bounce back from controversy, bounce back from, uh, you know, adversity, all those things. So. Um, difficulties when they come in, we tend to just lie down. And so we, we really have to look at um, kind of the five points for this week as to how we do that. So let's get into the sermon, guys. Yep. Um, I'm going to talk about the five points of how we can be resilient in the face of difficulties and how we overcome defeat. Point number one, pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. You know, Justin, there is nothing worse to me than people who want to come in and sulk in their problems, mm-hmm. particularly when their problems are crappy problems. <laughs> or ones they created. <laughs> or yeah, or ones they created themselves. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like you like like if you're in a bad relationship and that relationship is destroying you and how you feel about yourself, but you continue to go back to it, I have a hard time feeling sorry for you. Real talk. <laughs> like I don't feel Uh, like if you keep coming to us telling me that your boyfriend or whatever is just treating you like dirt, but you keep going back, then I don't feel bad for you. Like you have to be like, you have to be ready to pick yourself up out of the situations that you are in. Are they fair? No. Sometimes are they, do other people create them? Sure. That can totally be the case. But we, we, I, Justin, all of us have decided and many people have to decide that they're no longer going to live in the same situations and be sad or mad or whatever about what they're going through because no one is going to be there to get you out of your circumstance. There will be plenty of people to help you, but you have to want freedom from whatever you're going through more than anyone else can want it for you. Yeah. I had a conversation Sunday morning before church with a guy, a guy in our church and he was kind of asking me a question about, um, you know, what what would you do in this situation? And talking about a family member um, that he's you're ready to almost cut off, you know, that's just he goes above and beyond to help and just keeps getting, you know, just done wrong. And then he's like, yeah. he's like, at what point, you know, where where do you draw the line as a Christian? And he was kind of asking me like to tell him what I think, you know, he, he didn't come out and say that, but uh, I said, well, for me, um, I think it's as a Christian, you, you should be trying to help someone and do the right thing. I said, but I'm not going to work harder at something. The person who's asking for my help, you know, right. so coming to like, say someone with addiction, you want to, you want me to help you work through addiction? Uh, okay. But if I'm working harder at that than you, I'm not interested and right. because what you just said could sound kind of crap. Like, like we're not going to, you know, yeah. like you don't care. We, care. we care. We want the best for you in that relationship. We sure. we want the person. We want you to be with the person God has for you, not this dude that keeps doing you wrong. You keep going back to. So it's not that we don't care. We We absolutely care. The however is I'm not interested in spending minutes, hours, 
whatever talking you through something that you keep running back to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you like, have to want to be free right. more than someone else can want yeah. freedom for you. And, and I think it comes down to empathy and versus sympathy. Like I don't have sympathy for a lot of things. I have, like I empathize, but, but you gotta do, you gotta, I'm not working harder at your relationship than you are. Well, and here's the other thing that people have to realize is none of us have unlimited resources. So take the guy that you were talking to at the church, right? And he's like, what? And because I hate that. I hate it so much when people are like, well, you're supposed to be a Christian, blah, blah, blah. It's like, look, I don't have unlimited resources. I don't have millions of dollars in the bank. And even if I did, that's still not unlimited. It's just a lot. (laughs) But here's the deal. Because none of us have unlimited resources, I can put all of my resources into this one person who honestly, I'm probably not going to see the results out of, or I can stop, reflect, and realize there are other people who do want to get out of their situation, who do want to change their environments, who do want to pick themselves up. And if I don't have unlimited resources, man, like ROI, return on investment, like if I know I've got hundred dollars and I can take this hundred dollars and put it into the same person I've been putting all these other hundred dollars into, but I've gotten nothing out of them and they're not wanting to change their life. Meanwhile, I can put a hundred dollars into this person over here who obviously desires to change their life and they're ready to pick themselves up. I'm putting it over there because we're going to see a return on that investment, All day, you know, a spiritual investment, but I'm just saying you have to desire to be free more than anything else. Um, because life is coming and it's coming at all of us, you know, um, we're not, we're not exempt from trouble. Even the Bible is abundantly clear about that. Paul is abundantly clear about that. Jesus was clear about that. Like becoming Christian doesn't make you exempt from trouble. How do you become resilient in the face of those troubles? And I think that's what we kind of honed in on. Yeah. And it's learning to have joy, you know, not always happiness, but you can still have you just have joy. Yeah, sure. Because and, and also understanding that, you know, what happens what happens when people don't pick themselves up, they start sulking. You know, it's it's the same thing we've all seen on Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat, you know, where people are like, I just wish someone had time for me. I wish someone would call me. It's like, listen, your phone works too. Like if you want someone to come help you, like pick up the phone and call someone. Don't vague book post on Facebook because you want someone to see it so they'll reach out to you so they'll feel sorry for you. Yeah. Like if you're looking for someone to feel sorry for you, you you need a self-assessment and you need someone to speak some truth in your life that you need to get up, dust yourself off and get back to what God has for yeah. you. Because God did not, uh, Jesus certainly didn't go to the cross for us to operate with some victim mentality all the time. So Well, and there was a part in, in your notes where you had talked about or, or mentioned Sunday about, you know, being dealt a bad hand. And that's kind of a, a, a phrase people use, you know, I sure. was dealt a bad hand. And there's an old quote that I, I don't know where this quote came from, but it's something I always remember um, because it relates to one. It's a has to do with po- being dealt a bad hand is like a poker analogy, which right. I really enjoy playing poker. And the quote is like life consists not in holding good cards but in playing those you hold well. Right. You know, so I can't control the hand I'm dealt, but what I can control is how I play that hand. Right. You know, and how I handle the situations that come at me. I can't control what's going to happen to me today or tomorrow, but I do have total control of how I react to them and my attitude towards it, you know, my everything. I I control that. So that's, that's kind of the, I agree. I I like that. I think that's huge. And we even talked about, we even talked about how different seasons in life, will change what you how you approach right so i even talked about when when i played football like man when i was in little league football i was a stud you know what i mean like i i could play both sides of the ball like i was just a monster uh i got to high school and i was not the biggest dude on the field anymore like 
by a long shot. You know what I mean? Like Tyrone Green, shout out to you, my buddy. He he ended up going to Auburn, then playing in the NFL. Like he was on the field. He was a he was a year above me, but I mean he was on the field. Like there were guys on the field who were born to play football. Like God gifted them with the gift of hugeness and size and speed and all of those things. Like th- that's who they were. But I was a stud in Little League. But when I, whenever I wanted to step into a new area, like a bigger purpose, um, I came up against bigger obstacles, bigger difficulties. And it's the same thing in our lives. Like when we want to walk out the greater purpose that God has for us, then we're going to come up against greater difficulties. And so we're going to have to learn to pick ourselves up. You may have been a rock star. Uh, the last five years in the areas of your life. But when you're going to step into some new things that the Lord wants for you and has for you and a purpose that he's destined you for, the bigger that destiny, the bigger that purpose, the bigger the obstacles and the bigger the difficulties. And you better get used to picking yourself up because you're the only one that can. That's right. So, um, yeah, huge, man. Huge. I, and I, uh, even something we've talked about before, and I think I've seen you post it on Twitter, right, where we talked about how the Lord said that, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yeah. But I, he didn't say that a weapon wouldn't form. You said that in the message and I think he stole it from me or something. And, and maybe, maybe I stole it from someone else. So maybe. It's like Christians, we can steal quotes from other Christians. Right. I, heard, I heard it from a voice. Yeah. Yeah. We can steal other Christians quotes. It's okay. Right. No. Uh, but yeah, we, we did that. And we, and we did. I mean, we spent a lot of time in Second Corinthians and in Romans really looking at what Paul had to say about it. Um, and so he, he talks about in second Corinthians four, 16 and 18, uh, we, we spent in the real talk series, we spent a good amount of time talking from the message Bible, um, and then referencing NLT and NIV, um, just because of the, the language, uh, and the, the way that the words are put together, but it says, so we're not giving up. How could we, even though on the outside, it looks like things are falling apart on the inside where God is making a new life. Not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These, high, these hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more than here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. In other, in other words, the things that the Lord is doing on the inside of us, those things are going to last forever. Why? Because he's making us new day by day. Um, and in making us new, we have to have a desire to pick ourselves up. So. Good stuff. So uh, point two, Justin, what is it? Your strength equals your defeat. Your strength equals your defeat. Yes. Right. Um, which for us, man, is, is understanding that if we're going to try to do this on our own, we're going to lose every time. Like, I don't know about I don't know about you, Justin, but I have tried to be awesome all by myself <laughs> in areas that the Lord is trying to lead me through. And it never nece- it never panned out well mm-hmm. when it was all just by my might and my will and my power and whatever. No, no. So that's a that's a tough one <laughs> <laughs> well, for a lot of people. I think it is for a lot of people. They think they're rock stars. I mean, we all we all like to think that we're great. We all like to think that we're good. And, and you know, our parents told us so. So it has to be true. Like. You know, but the reality is if, if, if we think we're going to do this strictly based on our strength, we're wrong. Um, and we're going to lose every time, uh, in that regard. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like the point you were kind of trying to make is almost like pride, you know, and I, and I could be wrong. That's that when I was listening to the message or, or even looking at the point, you know, your strength equals your defeat. It's like, surely we all have strengths and, and that type of thing. But you know, that, that getting carried away within you 
you know, yeah. could be your can can lead to your defeat. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we and we went uh, we looked at Romans seven, eighteen and twenty, or eighteen through twenty, uh, again the message Bible and it says, I obviously need help. This is Paul. I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it. In other words, I can try real hard, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do that anyways. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me, and it gets the better of me every time. And one of the things we talked about is like this idea that um, we think we're good. Like, you know, I trust myself. Like, I can handle that. Whatever it is in our life, whatever we're struggling with, whether it's a sin, whatever. Like, no, 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 I'm good. Like, I can handle this. I'm totally fine. Uh, and the reality is you're not. Like, none of us are. You know, um, we talked about Billy Graham, you yeah. know, when they were talking to Billy Graham about like, you know, how come you never failed? How come there was never any controversy around you? Whatever, whatever. And he was like, oh, that's easy. I don't I don't trust myself. Like, I never had a chance to have an affair um, because I never trusted myself enough to put myself in a position where I could like I did. Th- those those were never options for me. It's not because I'm great. It's because I know the sinful nature inside of me is there so much that I'm not even going to let it get a foothold on my life to ruin or control my life. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't about him being strong enough. It was actually about him recognizing that he's not. And because he knows he's not, he doesn't put himself in situations where he has to overcome it. And if Billy Graham isn't strong enough, then all of us better come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, Billy Graham next to Paul, like that's the dude, you know, Billy Graham was a stud. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we have to recognize we're not strong enough. And so any of us, whether it's me, whether it's Justin or whether it's any of you out there listening, I mean, we have to realize that in and of ourself, if we look at something in our life and we say, oh, I can handle that, you're wrong mm. and it will get the better of you every time. And this is, that kind of segued us into talking about small groups for a second, about having people in your life. You have to have someone in your life that knows uh, enough about you to destroy you, but loves you so much that they won't. You know, as uh, Pastor Aaron James uh, says, shout out to um, Pastor Aaron, a relevant life. We love you. Um, you know, but lo- loves you so much they could destroy or knows enough about you to destroy you, but loves you so much that they don't. You know, what we call the loaded gun. You know, you're giving someone the loaded gun against your life. Um, and you're trusting them that they're never going to pull the trigger. Now you have to pick who that person is wisely. <laughs> All right. So you don't just go out there handing out like information. Footnote. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so read the fine print. All right. So you really need to pray and spend time. That's why small groups are so important and put you in an environment where you're around people so much that you can tell their character and, and you learn about them and, and you don't tell all 12 of the people in your small group, what you're going through, but you find one or two um, that you can really let and give a big window into your life so that they can help you. Otherwise you're going to constantly live in a state of defeat because you're always going to be relying on yourself. Good luck with that. You'll lose every time, every time. All right. uh, Point number three, point number three, kill the sin, kill it. Mm. And uh, man, you know, I, I listened to Matt Chandler um, in the explicit gospel. And he, he kind of gave the analogy that we use Sunday, which I just, I, I think is a fantastic analogy. Um, because what many of us do is we tolerate sin in our life. Like we, we say, Oh, well, you know, God's grace is here. And so we tolerate the sin in our life. Um, man, the Bible is abundantly clear in Colossians three that we are to kill it. 
Um, Colossians 3, 5 says, kill off everything connected with that way of death. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like it, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. Um, and man, you know, we talked about how, uh, the, again, the analogy for Matt Chandler, which was when you see them like put like a lady in a bikini and they lay them on top, lay her on top of a tiger to sell like shampoo or whatever. Um, and the tiger like bites her on the shoulder, on the arm and kind of slings her around a little bit. And what do they immediately do with the trainer afterwards? Yeah. You know, like they're, you know, they're like, what? you know, the trainers just flabbergasted that it happened. Yeah. Like the two, uh, what are the magicians? Oh yeah. Siegfried and Roy, right? Siegfried and Roy. Yeah. The yeah. tigers attacked them finally. Yeah. And they were like, I, we don't know what happened to our tigers. Like how, how we never saw it coming. It's like, it's a tiger. Yeah. Like what'd you think was going to happen? It's like destined to happen. Yeah. You can, you can train your tigers. I was waiting work. for it for uh, years. Year, yeah. 100%. I'll, I was actually. That's the only reason people watch it. Surely yeah. the tiger's going to turn on today. Yeah, that that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> admission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but here's yeah. what we do: play right? with fire. We 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 train. Ti- we treat sin like a trained tiger, right? So we we think, oh no, surely it's under control. Surely it's not going to. No, like sin at its moment of opportunity is a is a tiger waiting to destroy our life. And we tolerate its existence there. And then whenever it gets us, we become just, we astounded that our sin got a hold of us. We become like, I just can't believe I fell back into that addiction. I can't believe I made that decision. What do you mean you can't believe it? Like it's, it's been in your life. You've been wrestling with it forever. We believe it. Everyone believes it. (laughs) Like, and any of us that think that there's not at least one thing in our life that we have to intentionally kill every day, whether it's an addiction, uh, you know, whether it is a mentality, you know, wh- whatever it is in your life, there is something you have to put to death every day um, because it's a part of that sinful nature in you. And if you tolerate it, it will destroy you. Like the sin that you tolerate in your life will become your destruction. And we have to get those things uh, out of our life and, and even more so stop being astounded whenever it gets a hold of us um, because sin you know the Bible's clear that the enemy is is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour right he's out to steal kill and destroy like sin in our life is looking for every opportunity to knock us down like those tigers just like the tigers so this is where the donuts came in the donuts yeah this is where the donuts came in so so what we did is we brought in, um, you know, the Cocoa Pebbles donut. We brought in um, a cream puff donut and the bacon maple donut, which I think was the deal breaker, which is why everyone was so offended. But anyways, um, we talked about how sin is nice for a season. Even the Bible says like the sin, sin is fun uh, for a season. Like we enjoy it. Um, and so we brought in these donuts and we were talking about how like, man, the donuts represent our sin. And what we tend to do with our sin is we tend to say, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not going to do it anymore. And we put it, you know, we put the sin off somewhere where it's not connected to us. It's not in front mm-hmm. of us. It's behind us or it's off to the side. And we say we're done with that. The problem is, is if we continue to let sin exist around us and we're the ones who put it away. We always know back know where to find it when we want it or when we need it. 
So in other words, if that addiction is in your life uh, and you're like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore, but you still keep homeboy's phone number in your phone book list, whenever you need it, you're going to call him whenever you want it, whenever sin's getting the best of you, whenever you've had a bad day, like you know where to find it. You have to not just tolerate the sin in your life, but just like I did with the donuts, instead of putting it on the keyboard back <laughs> behind me, I walked over to the fire exit, opened the door and threw it out the door. Um, and that is exactly what we have to do with the sin in our life destroy it, get rid of it. I think that's yeah. why Colossians three uses words so strategically. It says, kill it. So some translations say destroy everything or kill everything connected with that way of death. Not even that way of life because sin never leads to life, right? Sin is always going to lead us towards death and destruction. So kill, you know, don't, don't tolerate, don't hide, don't put it away, kill it. And what are we killing? Anything that leads to that way of destruction. Um, and so we, we, we put it away, man. We have to, we have to destroy those areas of our life. And yeah. don't don't just look at it. Just one more note. Never look at an area of your life that you know displeases the Lord and say, well, it's okay. Like, it's okay. You know, God's grace is there for us. You know, God's grace is there to get you out of it. But it's not there to help you coax it. It's not here, there to, to help you, like... Stay in it. Stay in it. Yeah. Like, no, like, we put it away. We're done with it. We get out of it. Um, so, you know, I, I we talk to people all the time. They're like, you know, but yeah, but God's grace. It's like, no, God's God's grace isn't there to give you space so that you can just keep going back to it whenever you want. No, I call that... I've always called that pimping grace. Pimp it out. People pimp grace. You know, they. it's like you know you can do something because you can ask for forgiveness. Like, that's not the proper perspective on grace. No. You know, that, that was my, that's one of my issues. Um, you know, kind of growing up, growing up Catholic, you know, looking at just uh, Catholic doctrine <clears throat> and, and knowing Catholic people that are Catholic and how they view even, even confession. Not that I want to sit here and bash Catholicism, but sure. You know, I, we know how a lot of people who are practicing Catholics live their life sometimes. And then the confession just, I go to confession once a year, once a month, whatever, and it makes everything okay. You know, I can still live how I want, and that's just that's an improper view of of grace. Well, yeah, it's, and, it's pimping it. And can we talk about the difference between confession and repentance for a second? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like the Bible is clear. Like, confess your sins, but who are you confessing your sins to? It says confess your sins one to another. In other words, going back to the idea of having someone that's a part of your process, someone that's your small group leader, someone that's in your small group, someone that serves on the dream team with you, that's close enough you they you let them into your world, you're confessing your sins to them, which is telling them what you're going through so that they can help you out. But when it comes to our sin in the Lord and how we operate under grace, that's repentance, not confession. See, most people in the church think that repentance is saying, I'm sorry, Mm-mm. but repentance isn't saying, I'm sorry. Repentance is turning away from it, never to go back. When we repent of our, so the Bible says that we repent of our sins, right? And we put our, like, we put our faith in Jesus Christ, well, out of order, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, when we come to the Lord, we repent of our sins, which means we turn away from, we don't say, I'm sorry. You know, we're not just talking about the fact that we know they're there. It's literally changing directions. Literally changing directions. Yeah. Turning away from and pursuing something else now in, in in light of that sin. So now we're turning away from it and now we're turning towards Christ. Um, but, but as we turn towards Christ, by default, we're turning our back to the sin. But we think that we can like 
like, again, straddle the fence between Jesus and our sin and have a little bit of both. Well, the cool thing about the Bible to me is, is, is how sometimes it's very much like an equation, you know, this and this equals this, you know, uh, at least that's how I view, view certain things. Um, and that's kind of how I looking at just even hearing you talk about that right there with confession and repentance. It's like I, confession, it seems like it can be, it's not, it's not the full equation. Like if that's all you're doing is the confession part and then you confess, maybe you're in deep prayer when you confess, but then you get up and go right back to what you were doing. Was that all not kind of in vain? You know, was that just, yeah. I, I hate to use the word useless. Uh, I hate to use that word to, to, term it but almost it's useless well what's the the thing that when the question for that is what's the purpose the per the the purpose for repentance um is to be free from the consequences of our sin so we repent of our sin and we turn to jesus we're repenting of our sin so we're putting it behind us never to go back and we've in the lord by his grace and by his mercy has removed the consequences of our sin right which we all know heaven you know now hell is not our you know, our destination, heaven becomes that through our faith in Jesus Christ and through the cross and what he had made available through atonement. We know that. So now we've, we've turned it. So now we're freed from the consequences of our sin, but confession to one another frees us from the lifestyle of like from, from that being a constant part of us. So we confess to the Lord, like we, we repent as we turn towards the Lord for the for the forgiveness of our sins, but we confess to one another for the freedom mm-hmm. of our sins. You want to stop dealing with what you're dealing with. You have to bring someone else into the process, which leads uh, to point four. Point four. Connect to the source. Connect to the source. Um, in First Corinthians ten. 11, 12 says, these are all warning markers, danger in our history books. And this is Paul's kind of talking about uh, here how he saw the Israel people, the Jewish people, um, the Israelites, how they were, you know, making decisions and how their decisions and what they fell into is the same thing that many of us fall into. So he's making a parallel here. Um, He says, it says danger in our history books written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They at the beginning and we at the end. We are just as capable of messing up as they were. Don't be so naive and self-confident. You are not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. (laughs) Forget about self-confidence. In other words, forget about trying to be strong within yourself because it's useless. Cultivate God confidence is what he says, um, which is being confident in who the Lord is. Um, which then led us to um, a testimony in our church who I was kind of astounded by how many people didn't know that story. Well, you, you know, the videos of even the video alone is just a couple, as a couple years old, but a lot yeah. of, a lot of new, a new faith, a lot of know? new faces since then. So we were, we were able to show Tommy and Cindy, which is my brother and sister, my Vietnamese brother and sister, for those of you that maybe you're not as connected to TC. So uh, we have a, uh, we have a, uh, I have a Vietnamese brother and sister uh, who moved in with us when I was, um, let's see, I would have been almost 12. Uh, they were supposed to move in for 30 days. Um, it mm. has been 19 years. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, it's they're, they're my brother and my sister. We should see, bro, you should see the looks we get when me and Tommy tell people we're brothers. 
Oh, I remember from back in the day. Yeah, it's hilarious. I remember from back in the day, the skating rink and stuff, like, um, it was always funny because it was like, yeah, Tommy and Brad are brothers, but like, how, how does that work? Like, no, we don't know. It's just <laughs> yeah. somehow there. We tell people that Tommy was born in the summer and I was born in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> so he's darker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, obviously he's not a real brother and everyone knew that, but it was like, yeah, they're brothers. Oh, really? How's that? I was like, oh, something. Uh, something. Yeah, something. we don't know. We don't know. But, uh, yeah, no. So we got to tell their story, man, which I, I encourage all of you, any of you that are listening to this podcast, go to transformationchurch.com. Uh, click on the series archive under media, um, or you can go to our Vimeo channel and look up Transformation Church. There's a number of ways you can uh, find their video, but it's out there. Um, so you can go to Vimeo channel, uh, look up Transformation Church, uh, or go to transformationchurch.com, click on media and um, series archive. If you go back to the Real Talk week one, um, Resilience Over Defeat, you can see the video. We actually played it on Sunday and we're talking about connecting to the source and Tommy makes a statement at the end of that video that I think is just profound and powerful um, where he says, you know, at first he was saying, you know, I thank God because just, you know, a uh, spoiler alert, um, you know, they lost their mother, little brother and little sister. Um, a family friend actually killed them, which is, I mean, like a lot in and of itself. Yeah. Then um, their father, who was their last living relative in, in that regard, um, gets cancer. Um, and then Tommy gets in his motorcycle wreck and he died three times on the way to the hospital. Um, you know, and Cindy's navigating that and just the whole thing. I mean, you talk about resilience, like you talk about bouncing back from difficulties. You know what I mean? I even think about my story and where we are in life, but man, they've really gone through it. Yeah. And so, uh, so anyways, using their story and really hearing their story and Tommy makes a, a, a statement at the end of the video where he says, you know, why God, why did you choose me? But then he goes back uh, and he says, I don't regret it for one moment um, because I don't know how many people were saved because of my story or have or have been impacted by what I've gone through. Uh, and he says, I thank God that he chose me. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, God. Like how many of us are sitting on our couch going, God, this isn't fair. And how dare you? And I can't believe I thought you loved me, you know, because we got like a pink slip or whatever, you know, and here we have people like, you know, when I hear Tommy's, it's it's just an encouragement. Like we don't want to use that as a way of like blasting people. Like how dare you feel sorry for yourself? More of a way of being like, listen, like if, if these guys can, can be focused on the strength of who Jesus is inside them by all means, whatever we're going through today, we can do the same. Yeah, it, it actually, which is why we use the video, but it's the definition of resilience. Yeah, I mean, 100%. In, in, in human form, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then that, that kind of brought us to our closing statement, which is that um, his strength, his referring to God, like God's strength is my victory. So the Lord's strength equals my victory. My strength equals defeat. But his strength equals victory. And we use 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, again from the Message Bible here, um, where he says, Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he, in fact, did was push me to my knees. Uh, No danger then of walking around high and mighty. In other words, I'm not going to be all puffed up about myself now. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift, and I begged God to remove it. Three times I did that, and then he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. Some translations say my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, My strength comes into its own in your weakness. 
Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on my struggle and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, and so, man, Paul's words there were just profound, man. Like uh, just so, so much truth, um, but so much clarity for us. They're like, listen, I, we're not, you know, we talked about picking yourself up, but also recognizing you're picking yourself up just so that you can allow and realize the necessity of Christ's strength in you becoming enough for you. So it's not about you becoming enough. It's not about you becoming great. It's not about you becoming awesome. It's actually about picking yourself up so that you can help other people realize the only reason you're strong today is because Jesus Mm -hmm. has become strong for you because his grace has become strong for you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I love what, again, I love what Matt Chandler says in one of his lessons where he, he talks about that, you know, today in mercy, the Lord's going to save me for whatever I'm about to go through. Or today in mercy, the Lord is going to sustain me through whatever I have to go through. But everything that I go through today is because the Lord has chosen for me to go through, you know, like, mm-hmm. man, that he is, if he has chosen for me to go through what I'm going to go through today, that means his mercy and grace is there to carry me through it. Right. And if he saves me for whatever I'm going to go through today, that means his mercy and grace was there to save me from it. But he's always there. And so his strength is being made perfect in our weakness. We so desperately need the Lord. We so desperately need him to show up on our behalf. Um, so that's huge, man. His strength is the, my victory. Yeah, that's good stuff. So all those um, are the key to staying and being resilient. So five points. Let's give a shout out just down those five points one more time, Justin. Let's have a look at them. Pick yourself up. Pick yourself up. Your strength equals your defeat. Kill the sin. Connect to the source, and his strength equals my victory. That's it, guys. Listen, uh, man, we we are loving this Real Talk series. And here's our, our prayer through Real Talk um, is not just, man, that some a bunch of people would say, oh, those were great sermons. We really appreciate you guys. No, like our desire through the Real Talk series is to really help. Um, man, let's break down uh, what some of us are going through again, real issues, real answers, real talk, you know, um, and hitting people where they're at. And we're going to deal with some awesome. So there's some stuff coming up. I'm really excited about. You want to give them a teaser for next week? Do you know? Do you know? I, I do. I don't know if I want to give a teaser for next week. Well, okay. here's, and also here's the thing. We're moving a few things around. Okay. Uh, pa- PD is coming in. Ah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, pastor Dan, is going to be making an appearance uh, on the stage for a couple of the weeks, also. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're kind of we're putting a couple of things together for that now, which I'm obviously I'm super excited about. Any anytime PD comes in, it's it's awesome. So yeah. Um, but one of the weeks that I'm really excited about, and I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen on that week, but it is pretty awesome. Um, is we're doing we're dealing with current events, and we're doing a, doing a message called Justice is Greater Than Silence. So, uh, <laughs> it's going to be, uh, yeah, that's going to be good. It's going to be good. So, yeah. um, and I'm not just talking about like the justice of the prodigal son. I'm talking about like today, just justice, justice, you know, our courts, you know, um, the mentality of some 
of our police departments and police officers, you know, the, the judges, the juries, all like the way our system is set up, society, mass incarceration, uh, like we're going to be talking some of that and how justice is greater than silence. Um, and so, man, we're, we're going to get into that a little bit. I'm, I'm excited about that one. Always. Anytime we can touch on that. It's always, yeah. So. It's a lot yeah, of fun. That's gonna be good. Uh, and then we have a huge, huge thing planned for Mother's Day. I'm not letting. I'm not saying anything else other than if you uh, are connected to TC in any way, you do not want to miss Mother's Day. Um, and we're actually bringing it into the Real Talk series. So yeah, it's gonna that's be awesome good stuff. So hey guys, listen, we appreciate y'all so much. Uh, you can find me, Brad Livingston at Brad Livingston underscore on Twitter or Instagram. Feel free to look us up. Um, Justin, where are you at again? Uh, Justin Oswald underscore Instagram and Twitter. Uh, proceed with caution, follow with caution. Um, but man, tons, tons of ways you can find us out there. Hey, listen, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you have some questions, some statements, some follow-ups, uh, if you guys are using some of this for your small groups, um, and you guys have some things that you talked about and you'd love to relay some of that information to us, please, uh, tweet us. Uh, so you can, again, tweet us at Brad Livingston underscore or at Justin Oswald underscore. Um, or you can send us an email to follow up at transformationchurch.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find Transformation Church uh, on Instagram uh, and Facebook as well at Transformation Pensacola. So we'd love to see you guys out there um, and give us some love, follow us, like some stuff, man, some great videos, some great content coming around right now. Yeah. So. And if you, and if you're enjoying the podcast and it's uh, speaking to you, this weekly follow up podcast, man, it would be awesome if you guys would, uh, subscribe and share it on your social media and all that stuff, uh, means a lot to us. And we're going to be continuing to put out, you know, as, as good of content as we can through, through things like podcasts. So, um, even, uh, an addition to the weekly follow up, but, um, yeah, it would mean a lot to, to subscribe and, uh, You'll get the the every week in, in your little uh, inbox thing for your podcast and all that. It'd be awesome. And you can check out uh, Transformation Church online, transformationchurch.com. All right, guys. Hey, listen, we love you. We appreciate it. Real Talk 2018. We'll come back next week with uh, a follow-up to next week's sermon. See ya.